0: Hi, Peter Borker here, and welcome to today's edition of the Transition Guy. Now, joining me today is Matthew Lee Sawyer, who is an American business founder, teacher at Columbia University and NYU, and an author of the book "Make It in America." Welcome, Matthew.
1: Well, thank you so much, Peter. It's I'm delighted to be here and to to have a chance to talk with you and um, and your listeners.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean. Intro is a bit of a mouthful. You've done quite a lot. (laughs) You do a lot of teaching. What are you teaching?
1: So I'm I'm teaching, I started teaching about uh, eight or nine years ago. It's a second or third career for me. So I've been teaching at uh, Columbia University. I've been teaching courses in um, marketing strategy and communications um, I developed a course there called the Industry Insider, which gives students from all over the world that come to Columbia, to New York, um, an inside look at the marketing and media communications industry. And we bring in a lot of um, experts and company. This past semester, we had people from Google, from, had people from Colgate, MasterCard, and um, it's a way to interact with people um, With the students and and business executives um and at nyu i've been teaching more traditional business strategy and marketing strategy
0: Uh, and you bring out the word marketing a lot and right now a lot of businesses out there they really do not appreciate how much they are in a marketing economy and we're seeing that it's i'm not sure what it's like in the us for many of the people that you know but a lot of the companies in the UK, the ones that are not making it, isn't because there is a lack of business, because everyone down, downplays an economy. Right. But yeah, of course, an economy is not as easy as it has been previously, but there's still so much business. And I and I seem to, sort of, well, I personally feel that right now we are first seen, first bought economy, where if you are seen first by the people searching for you, you stand the highest chance of actually getting the business.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that marketing is, you know, certainly critical and there are lots of different phases within the marketing. So certainly in terms of the, you know, as you pointed out in terms of that final stage, in terms of what to communicate, you know, how to arm the salespeople in terms of, and whether it's digital marketing in terms of getting those customers, but then there's also really in terms of the first part of marketing, which is around, okay, what is it that you want to be selling? What is it that you want to be telling people? Who are the the, the markets and the opportunities in terms of um, and then from there, is, is that you know, identifying or putting together that strategy that then really helps to organize the whole company?
0: Why do you think the smaller businesses, especially in the UK? I mean. The mid-market businesses are relatively few, corporations even fewer. Why do you think this level of marketing never filters down to entrepreneurs?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I think that entrepreneurs are very good in terms of, you know, listening to the markets, identifying what the needs are. Um, it's the problem that they have is, is in terms of scaling up, you know, often you'll have a very dynamic entrepreneur, business founder, but then how do you then scale that in terms of the, um, the organization, which is one of the things that, that my book um, covers and really looks into is, is how do you scale? And the book is about in terms of um, it's called make it in America, how international companies and entrepreneurs can successfully enter and scale in US markets. And it really positions in terms of the US is, is the best market in the world. It's the largest, it has the most stable economy. Um, there's so much opportunity in terms of finance, um, the stock market, You know, there's so many opportunities and to, to come to the US requires a certain, um, there's a lot to know and there's a lot to do. So um, that's really where my focus is, is that how do you help entrepreneurs or, or established businesses, you know, then come to the, the largest and most lucrative market in the world.
0: Okay, so what are some of the unique challenges companies may face when they are considering expanding into the US market? Well, well,
1: the first one is, is that, you know, it's so huge. It's like, where do you, you know, where do you, you first go, where do you play? And so the, that is, is in terms of, well, what are the locations, you know, what are the products? Um, There's one company that we work with. It's, it's um, uh, featured in the book, which has providing architectural and building supply products. It's a Belgian company and they had a thousand different products. That they could have brought in but then they identified okay here are the top four or five that were first going to come in and then after that then they they sense grow uh, they grew from there and since they built a factory here and they've really expanded so what are the product categories what are the markets there's so many different in terms of you know 330 million people and then within there there are so many different and tribes and markets you know which of those what are the the channels of distribution you know choosing what of those so there's so many decisions that need to be made and uh you know really focusing in on on what of those decisions
0: okay so when you talk about coming into the US are there any cultural and marketing differences or market differences their custom that companies need to be really aware of
1: oh absolutely and and culture is such a big one and then when you talk to to companies that have struggled and failed or struggled um you know that the culture is often one that they um that they talk about, so one of the things that we're doing it with my uh, my company, it's called U.S. Accelerator, is, is the one we help companies in terms of identifying those, what are the markets, putting together a market um, market map. So identifying, and then from there, you know, so the sort of what is that, but then also putting together a culture map, understanding okay. what cultures are. And then what I've done is over the past year, I've enlisted people from from europe i've got someone on the team from switzerland from belgium from italy um, someone from latin america to help in terms of well how does that then relate or or translate to the culture in each one of those countries so there's one thing in terms of understanding or someone telling you what american culture is like but then, what are the differences between your culture, and so that you can really navigate in, and that really needs that um, you can read about it. But unless you're here and have that coaching, you know, it's really hard to be successful.
0: So culture is definitely something that companies need to consider before moving to the U.S. Yeah, I've never I've never come across that before in terms of sort of the whole culture roadmap that's interesting
1: yeah Yeah. so how we're putting it together and there's there's some great um case studies in the book there's one about a a german company it was a german window company Um, the name of the company is called mank and they had been in business for like 120 maybe 125 years in germany making really fine uh wooden windows and doors and um and then in 2014 or 2015, they said there's a huge opportunity. They had already been selling into the United States where people have been bringing said, well, let's go after it in a big way. So they, um, they got a $10 million investment. They built a factory. Um, they, um, they, they came up, they hired people and they staffed it. And then within two years they ended up going out of business and going back but they're still in business in germany but they closed the factory and they um and they left the united states um and so but it was all because of culture and it was one of the reasons was is the product so the product itself is is that they were making these um tilt and turn windows which in europe is very popular where you pull it into the, Mm -hmm. the 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 room Or in the United States, well, they don't really use that because they use either casement windows that go out or double hung windows. So they didn't understand the customers. And then also in terms of just understanding the the cultural in terms of the, um, the skilled workers, there were so many things and they had this attitude, well things are much better and we're 10 years ahead in terms of being more energy efficient, you know, better windows. We're 10 years ahead of the U S market. So of course they're going to want our product because our product is better, but you know, that didn't work out for them.
0: Clearly, they clearly a lot of work to be done there. And surely that's the same principle that applies to any com- to any company going into any international market.
1: Yeah, you need a you know as I say, it says you wouldn't go to a uh, on a on a holiday, you wouldn't go on a a trip without a map. You know why would you try to enter you know a new market with your business without a really clear picture of a map of where you want to be going? What are the things to um, to highlight? What are the things to potential issues and problems to um, to avoid? You know who are the competitors? Um, And then also in terms of, as you had mentioned, the the, the cultural aspects.
0: Hmm. So if someone is planning to relocate their business to the USA in the next year or so, what three practical strategies or tips would you suggest for them to make the move more successful?
1: Yeah, well, I think, and you know, it's one thing in terms, not so much relocate, although there certainly are companies that have, there's an Australian company that started in Australia. And then because the U.S. market is called Rocked, because the U.S. market is so huge for them, they're in the uh, e-commerce software, they yeah. ended up moving the headquarters to to, uh, to New York City. Um but it's really just expanding. And I think the first thing is is really this idea of, you know, really needing to do the, the homework, to do the investigation. Um, the, uh, um, the head of the uh, Italian-American Chamber of Commerce said that so many companies that he sees, you know, they say, OK, well, let's go to the U.S. And then once we're there, we'll figure it out. But, you know, it is you need to do that homework, you know, before and then find who are those those people that you can trust, you know, who are those trusted advisors? Um, the other thing is, is that you really need to um, make sure that you have the, you know, it's not inexpensive. Um, so, you know, in terms of whether it's um, hiring people, whether it's office space, legal is, is a really important um, factor. The U S legal market is so different than any other country. And you really need to employ really, um, uh, knowledgeable, you know, successful um, lawyers, and they're not inexpensive. So you need to, to make sure that you have, um, you know, the financing. And then the third thing I'd say is, is that you need to have a longer term perspective. And then it's okay. going to be, you know, having it in terms of thinking about it. Well, you know, we might, we might lose money in the first, you know, couple of years, but we really have a longer term or three to five year perspective because the upside is so huge. You know, it's such a huge market. We're well in terms of the um, uh, the economy, it, you know, the, the opportunities, you know, we have to have a
0: long-term perspective. That's interesting, thank you. So it's saying a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, I've heard numerous times that American consumers are more likely to make impulse purchases while European consumers are more likely to do research before making a purchase. Do you think this myth is true?
1: Um, Well, I think that certainly is. There was a Belgian company that um, was in the book um, that I talk about, um, and that they had it was a software product for. um, It was a business to business where it was doing um, security and building security in terms of having people come in, and they found that it was very easy that customers would would you know maybe after a couple of phone calls, you know, they test it and then they buy it. Um, but then they had a very low in terms of, um, they were quick to, uh, to, to say, well, this isn't working or I have this problem. And then all of a sudden it became, oh, I'm going to get rid of it because it's not doing what you said it was. So there is a very high degree of, um, expectations. So mm-hmm. in some ways, maybe there is more of that impulse but you know there's also uh, the u.s consumers can be very demanding and finicky too so getting that you know right in terms of understanding what their needs are the communications the expectation um, in their particular case the first people that they hired were customer service people and that they hired customer service people in the u.s to take to to manage those relationships um here and they found that it was easy for them to to sell in europe but you know the, they needed to have that that on the ground customer service were the first people that
0: they hired here so that's really important okay great and circling back around to marketing how do you stay ahead in an ever-evolving landscape of digital marketing and what trends do you see shaping the future of online advertising
1: yeah. So, you know, when it keeps on changing and that's part of it is in terms of it just gets, um, you know, more um, crowded and more. Um, so breaking through. So I think finding, I think that the the idea of trust, you know, having trusted sources, having one of the things that I'm um, building or put together, which I encourage your um, listeners to um to join so on LinkedIn I created a group called um, us business Acceleration and it's okay. all about having curated information about the US market um, I don't know if you go on to LinkedIn there's so many things about people's promotions about birthday parties about you know advertising it's just like I call it like a dog's breakfast
0: well, it's like so many- it's like Facebook for professionals. <laughs>
1: Right, so what I'm doing is is creating a channel where it's curated information of just one, and there's no um anyone can join and anyone can i we do um validate all of the information that gets puts put up there, but I think that that's a trend that I see is is that um people are going to go back to those trusted sources um
0: providing this good information great, yeah. Now, if people are interested in what you are discussing today and they want to delve a bit deeper, what's the best way to sort of research your work in deeper detail or maybe connect with you?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you, uh, Peter. The two things is that um, you know my book is available on uh, Amazon and all of the, the, uh, the leading um, booksellers. And, and the name of the book is called Make It in America. How international companies and entrepreneurs can successfully enter and scale in U.S. markets. It was published by Wiley in um, 2022 and and December of 2022. And then my uh, company called U.S. Um, Accelerator um, Biz um, is available on, um, of course, the internet. We have our website.
0: Maybe and you obviously, you do live link on LinkedIn as well.
1: Yes, LinkedIn
0: as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Matthew. That was totally insightful. If anything's resonated with you today, you want a bit more information, please head over to booker.com and get in touch. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like it, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and also share it with other people so that we can really get it out to as many people as possible. And remember failing to learn is learning to fail. Once again, Matthew, thank you very much. You've been an awesome guest.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much, Peter.